much dip podcast back for another college football season we have executed one-fourth of our hosts over the past year hopefully all of us make it to kickoff next year i'm joined by the always hilarious usually good looking sometimes engaged dylan shivery oh wow i thought you were introing david first man come on on me um, I am very happy to be here. Yeah, it was a, a fun weekend of, of sports, college football. I'm all in. Uh, Brian Kelly, yikes. <laughs> and somebody whose comments I had to absolutely just put my phone down and not dive into some of the replies. One, David C. Ruff. How are you, David? My uh, intro wasn't quite as prestigious and uh, complimentary as Dylan's, but it's an intro nonetheless, and I'm happy for it. Thank you, KJ. Um, that's right. We did murder Micah. He's absolutely dead. Oh, man, Johnny Dallas. We'll miss you. Rest in peace to a real one. <laughs> Should we uh, at least, you know what? Uh, you know, we don't do birthdays or uh, shout outs here per se, but I will take a quick second to acknowledge the passing of one Michael K. Williams, a little bit of sad news that broke right before we started recording. Dude, yes. as uh, fans of The Wire here on this podcast, uh, that's a loss that will be felt um, you know, by all of us. Omar coming. Very sad. Dude, he was great in everything he was in. Like, I, yeah, we like, um, obviously boardwalk boardwalk. He was great. But even like if he was on like a random episode of like CSI, you're like, oh, that that guy is a, is a thespian. Yeah. That's a great actor. So, so obviously I just watched The Wire for the mm-hmm. first time and we talked a lot about it on Circling Back. And Dave would keep asking me throughout my watching of the show. He said, OK, who are your favorite character? Who's your favorite character? You can't say Omar. Like he'd say that off the top because he knows that I would immediately just go straight to Omar every time. What a character. One of my all-time favorite characters in any show I've ever watched, actually. So, uh, RIP. Yeah, sad stuff. But uh, we've got a lot of good, exciting, interesting, all those generic statements to follow uh, stories here on today's episode. But before we get to that, follow the podcast on Too Much Dip on Twitter with two Ps, uh, as well as on Instagram at Too Much Dip Podcast. David, anything to say about meat smokers only where they can be found on Instagram? Dude, we are we are just posting meat pics. If you if you <laughs> if you tag meat smokers only, unless you're just a unless you have like a, an offensive comment in it or something, I'm probably posting it on the story. <laughs> what can if I, they posted like a, like a Lincoln Riley brisket? One of those. Mm. They still get posted. <laughs> I might do it just to just to mix it up and to make me laugh. I, I've got a okay. I have a real problem with posting things that only I find funny, and I'm trying to get better at it. <laughs> I, I I say this: if they post a picture that their brisket looks as bad as Lincoln Riley's brisket, or I don't know, one of the Texas senators' briskets, uh, that's not political; it's a fact. Then uh, a either it needs to be a side by side with Lincoln's brisket, or b. We need to have their profile picture in their at right next to the brisket. So people can't just click through and think, oh, 
here's what Meat Smokers Only's endorsed. Be like, nah, nah, nah. That's Ted's brisket. And yes, those are Ted's toes in the frame of the picture. He did not crop them out. We are not, we are not a judgmental um, there you go. cooking account. We are not. We, you know what? We, we, we own our bad briskets. We take our L's. We wear the L's. We turn it into content. And we say, look, we're, we're going to take this. We're going to learn from it. We're going to move forward. That's what we're about at Meat Smokers Only. So check it out. You know what? If you want to be judgy and you want to be a, a meat hardo, go be a, a meat hard guy somewhere else. Take your hard meat out of here. Meat Smokers Only, taking all comers. There you go. Uh, hit the dip line, okay. 833-371-DIP with two Ps, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. We are jam-packed with stuff today. I didn't even ask if we had calls. I'm sure we did. Uh, going forward, I will make sure that we have time on the uh, rundown for your calls because I I need to tweet this out during uh, the games. Like We should have sent out the dip line uh, when Mackenzie Milton was you know getting trotted out there. Uh, for his first play in three years. Uh, we'll, we'll be better about that to remind you guys to call in. I want heat of the moment. Call in from Camp Randall, wherever you might be watching your sports on the weekend. We want to hear from you then. Um, but a little bit of breaking news. Thursday night live streams are back. They're back um, with one caveat. <laughs> this week's one Thursday exception. night... This week's Thursday night live stream will be on Wednesday night. This is not a this is not a circling bet back uh, Friday voicemails on Thursday bit. This is just due to a scheduling conflict. We're gonna do it. We're gonna be picking games. We're gonna have high stakes. We're gonna have a guest, and it's gonna be fun. And you're gonna like it. And if you don't, that's on you. Might even uh, share some advice on some fantasy lineups. Maybe who knows. Who knows? Nobody wants my fantasy football my, advice. I promise you that. My team's looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without much uh, further ado, we've had, what, like five straight days of all of that football and everything that, that comes along with it starting back on Thursday night. But before we get into our specific games, uh, there were three different crowd scenes at the beginning of every single one. Uh, the announcers just shut the hell up for like two minutes and let the beat ride basically because the crowds were losing their shit. Uh, talking specifically about at the University of Wisconsin, University of Michigan, and at VaTech University. Each of them have a traditional stadium bit song, if you will. Uh, Camp Randall, where Wisconsin plays, they do um, jump around. I don't know why I was going to say by naughty by nature. Um, what? Well, Save me here. Everlast. It's not, it's, it's not an Everlast. It's Everlast's feature, but it's by... Uh, we'll cut this out because we look like idiots. But either no, way... We're, we are, we're leaving this in. We're leaving <laughs> this. I don't know who it is either. House man. of Pain. House, of, House pain. of Pain. Thank you. Naughty by Nature came to mind and screwed me, but Everlast is featured in the song. Uh, but yes. Yeah, these these um, these moments in the stadiums were very much... I mean, we have the crowds back, right? So we had the crowds back. Um, we got a full schedule finally after a year of... of a, just a strange year, of course. This is very much like a guess what college football is officially back moment. And if you were happen to watch those, it was a, a, a chill inducing experience. Very cool to see that. I was not familiar with the Mr. Brightside thing. And maybe it's not a tradition. Maybe it's the first time they've rolled this out. But uh, University of Michigan doing Mr. Brightside, it's something they need to stick with. I think yeah, I'm, not sure how long, I'm not sure how long they've done it. Um, but yeah, Mr. Brightside is, is like the white people anthem. <laughs> Everyone knows the words to it, so that they knew that if they could play that, then people would sing along. Not to be uh, out-whited, don't forget the swamp. 
with uh, Dylan's favorite, Tom Petty, Won't Back Down. Uh, that video's out there. And I got to say, I am a huge that, – that is – that's a cool one. They, they've created a hype video around it. It's on the Twitter. I'm Big sure fan. I'm sure some stadium uh, – what is it? South Carolina does Sweet Caroline. Like, that's their thing. As is, like, the, the case at, like, 50 stadiums do Sweet Caroline. Like, everyone tries to claim that, I feel like. Um, but the video – That's a layup. Yeah. The video that stands out you know to me – people are going to jump on that one. In the past was uh, a Bad Moon Rising, I think, is played at uh, Auburn, I want to say. Either that or, or uh, Can You Stop the Rain. Um, they, they were playing that, and and it was uh, it was – Electric during a game. You get, uh, I guess, you get some John Denver at, at West in West Virginia. That's, That's a fun true. one. That's true. Yeah, I, I want to uh, see, uh, like, I don't know, when the Texas band rolled out there with uh, Ghostland Observatory at ACL. Like, they just need to do that live version in stadium all every time when the band marches on or whatever it was called. That was a cool moment, but I got to ask. Uh, I haven't even – this is not even across uh, my TL. Are they doing Eyes of Texas? I did not notice. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot about all of that over the last – I haven't thought about that in months, honestly. It was announced that they were doing it, but I, I don't have confirmation that it actually happened. So I think Sark – I remember Sark when they hired him straight up was like, we're going to do our tradition, blah, blah, blah. Like He was yeah. very like not wavering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder if that's their PR departments or AD department, uh, like intentional. Like, hey, we're doing it. We're just not showing it during the broadcast, and you know, it's it's for the fans in the Maybe. stadium, and it's for our tradition. We're going to move on. But who knows? That's a great segue, though. I do want to get our personal ties and games <clears throat> and experiences out of the way before we talk about the national slate. Dylan, the debut of Sark. Are we talking? Are we talking about my Bobcats hanging with Baylor, or are we talking Texas? What are we starting with here? I think we're oh, talking. We're, we're we'll talking uh, Kent State hanging with the Bay's Aggies. I thought that's where we're starting. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me, let me talk. Let me talk a couple minutes about Texas. Um, look, I don't know how good Louisiana Lafayette is. Um, I know that they were ranked what twenty third or something, and and brought back a lot of guys from their team last year. I don't know how good they were. They didn't. They didn't jump off the the TV screen to me as being a good football team. But a twenty point win in Sark's uh, first game over a ranked team that, according to what most people are saying, was a pretty solid football team. Dare I say the team looked like pretty well coached? It would, they they played a clean game. Nothing really jumped off the page at me. Um, Hudson Card was solid. The O line kind of struggled at times a little bit, but it was just a clean football game. And they tackled well, and obviously they, they put up 38 on a, a pretty tough team. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. I can't wait for uh, the, you know, the, the updated rankings to come out, and Texas jumps like, I don't know, eight and nine spots because teams in front of them play poorly. And they won kind of impressively, and that, that's probably not good for uh, Texas fans and, and you know the general sentiment around the football team. But – I was very pleased to uh, the way that game went. So good start for the Longhorns. Good start for Sark. We'll see what happens next week against Arkansas, I believe. Oh, shit. I don't know how good Arkansas is. But, yeah, I think that's already next week. So wow. that'll be a fun one. We're back. <laughs> there we go. Let's go. David, house divided. How did Baylor 
Texas State go. I got to say, I didn't see, didn't catch it. Um, well, I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty glad that you didn't have to watch it because it was on ESPN Plus and the broadcast was the biggest disgrace uh, in ESPN broadcast history. It was absolute ass. The camera was ass. They missed every. They missed the 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 pick six to like open uh, the scoring in the in the game. Like they missed that. The camera it was blurry. It looked like it was in one K, if that's even a thing. The broadcast crew sounded like they were coming through on an AM radio feed, and they were terrible. And it was it was a horrible product. And I was like, I, I was I couldn't believe it. And I was looking at Twitter. I'm like, is it just me? And no, they were getting widely awesome. roasted by yeah, everybody. Yeah, I saw some comments about it too. I'm and s- I know it's Texas State and Baylor, but it was it, it's it's still behind the paywall on ESPN. Like I feel like you could put together at least a, a a decent product. I'm a little bit surprised because my initial thought was okay, Texas State doesn't have that many nationally televised games. Maybe they don't have all of the angles prepared or anything like that. But then, as you recall. They had like four or five games yeah. on main ESPN yes. broad daylight last year. Like they should know how to produce this shit by now. I, I feel like they got more. There was a lot of SEC teams. They were on uh, ESPN more than it was insane. Um, but I don't know. The game itself was, was pretty meh. Uh, T-State hung around Baylor. Baylor's offense looked really dull. Um, until Bohannon, the quarterback, he's the guy this year. He got it going. Um, I think, I think Baylor's going to, I mean, they'll struggle to make a bowl. I don't think they're a very good team, but, um, they brought a lot of guys back on defense. So we'll see if they can be competitive, but T-State, man, this is Spav's like make or break year. Uh, he went heavy on the transfer portal and like, I honestly had a, like, I really thought that, that they could beat Baylor just because I thought, you know, bringing back Brady McBride, the quarterback, like he might be able to move the ball on them. But Brady McFootball, he didn't. I forgot about Brady it. M- Brady McFootball is back. Cuphill, Texas, his own. And uh, he was not good. He was not good at all. It was an ugly game, uglier broadcast. I, uh, I started my year off at the Boulevard, which is, for those who don't know, the tailgating scene that SMU puts together. Um, absolutely... Incredible vibes. Got to catch up with old teammates, see old you know people I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, showing up. It was Kai's debut at the Boulevard, uh, to which I got Let's to go. answer like the dumbest question that could have been asked. Oh, so you have a kid now? And I'm like, he's staring you in the face. What do you mean I have a kid now? Um, <laughs> so it's it, it was great though. Uh, I will say I did not leave the house expecting it to you know be high of like 98 to feel like 104, 105 at a six o'clock kick. Um, so staring at about two hours of additional sun, I pulled something that SMU fans are, uh, notorious for, and that's to hit the boulevard and not attend the game. Uh, what's worse is I'm so petty that, uh, I collected the tickets that were, uh, you know, provided to me and, uh, went and made sure they were scanned and didn't go to the game because I just cared so much about those attendance numbers. (laughs) Before wow. walking directly across the street, <laughs> wow, you're and getting a real my one, <laughs> dude. Kai, so wait, you went to you tailgated and just didn't even make it in. That's that's is that Kai's first TFM? You know, <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> didn't make it to ha- didn't make it to kick. Um, but yeah, that. I did get home in time to see. I don't know, a little bit more than 
the first, I guess a little bit left in the first uh, quarter and watched the remainder of the game. Tanner Mordecai, transfer from Oklahoma, lit up the scoreboard as you would expect against a team like Abilene Christian. I mean, it just wasn't a fair match when it came to the number of receivers in our passing game. But the theme of the weekend for me was there were so many first half slow starts by teams that like the lack of a scrimmage or the lack of like any sort of, not even a preseason competition, but like, I think you should have some situation where your college and a local AAA, you know, D1 AAA team or whatever it's called nowadays, like can just line up and run like a, uh, a live practice. Nothing where anybody gets hurt, but just run against somebody that's not your team so that teams don't show up in the first half and look like Penn State, Wisconsin did, or I feel like even Clemson did. Um, but that wasn't the case for SMU. You know, uh, Tam Mordecai broke – School record, conference record, seven touchdowns in his debut game. Um, but that's really nothing to brag about other than they, he didn't look rusty after sitting out um, last year and coming from uh, Oklahoma. So that looked great. We'll see how things look. Uh, we play UNT followed by TCU in a couple weeks. So more to come. Are you going to go? Say. Are you going to go see UNT? I will uh, be celebrating. <laughs> Wait. No, I will be mourning. <laughs> I know, I know. I will be mourning uh, and remembering the 20-year the memory of 9-11. I won't be at the game next week. Mm, I'll, I'll be out indeed. on a lake mourning those events. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This only enhances his followers. Okay. Hey, I'm glad, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you played a stoops drop because I got to say, Yes. While big noon, while big noon kickoff is um, pretty meh overall, I like having Stoops up there. Stoops, I like hearing Stoops talk college football. Who's, Maybe it's just because of that drop, but like I don't, I don't mind him at all as an analyst. So this is Fox's pregame situation, right? Yeah. Who, which let me just say, who all makes pregames a, uh, are bad. Like who comprises their pregame? Because I haven't checked this year. I know that Stoops is there. Liner's there. I'm doing exactly what I hate when callers do. I'm answering Reggie, my own question. Reggie Bush, Who, well, who's on Reggie it? Bush is there. You got Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Liner, Stoops. Liner, yeah. Is it Feldman or Rob Stone? Oh, and th- don't forget, they're doing bits with Clay Travis. Oh, um, I was wondering if you were going to include old Clay. Did Clay happen to have any guests who previously were, you know, admitted to domestic violence or anything? Uh, he did interview uh, the uh, noted is he a Senate candidate uh, Herschel Walker, former Cowboy great, it's candidate in Texas, right? That's where he lived, right? No, I don't know where in Georgia, just, right? I'm just, I'm just doing bits. Yes, he's running in Georgia. It just came out that he wasn't an official resident when he voted in the election, but Ooh. stupid. Uh, Got to change that domicile. You know, I am. I am. Uh, I will say this. Shout out to Fox for just fully being like, hey. We Clay Travis is who we ride with. Like we're just, you know, run with it. Like if this is your audience and these are your horses, like don't hide them on like FS one at 6am. Like, you know, go with what you know. There are fans out there that love Clay Travis and who love Herschel Walker. So I wouldn't watch him, but I didn't watch either pregame. So I'm, I'm not a good barometer there. Are you guys, uh, do you guys think you have to, it's a must see TV situation when you get up early and game days on because I have finally just admitted to myself that game day is not a good product anymore. Like it's, it's, I'm only doing it to like fit in on Twitter 
and I don't enjoy it. I think it's 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 just so vanilla. It's so meh. They bring da- who they bring out. They bring Dabo out. Like it's just um, it's weak. You got Kane Brown. What's his name? Kane Brown. Kane. Uh, Kane yeah. Um, Dave, I'm kind of with you. The only the only thing I like about it is that is like the setting that they're in, and they're usually set up on campus with a bunch of students surrounding them. They have the signs in the background. That that part of it is fun for me. It kind of gets like the football juice is flowing for the day, but everything else is kind of like okay. I've seen it's, this before. It's like a. It's like a, the. I don't want to throw any. I don't want to shoot any uh, strays, but. It's like a Tex-Mex restaurant that is all atmosphere and very, very average food that you go to repeatedly, whether it be in Austin or Fort Worth. Um, it's it's like that. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go. The vibes are good. But, like, as far as what I'm getting, it's it's yeah. nothing to write home about. And, dude, the dude, Kane, what was his name? Kane Stone? Kane Brown? <laughs> Kane Brown. Kane Brown. Country music he, artist Kane Brown. He, uh, he had, I had to change it. He had one moment where like they went to him. I don't know if it was OU and he's like, he's like, is, uh, is that one dude still the quarterback? And they're like, no, no, he's gone. He's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, and he didn't, he clearly didn't do any prep for this. I had to change it. It was too awkward. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're taking shots at people who don't recall if like a quarterback's gone or a coach might've left or been fired. Like where could that type of content ever be found? Because I for Certainly sure knew the House of Pain was the artist behind Jump Around. <laughs> Look, it's not like he forgot like the DJ who DJU was and what team he played for. <laughs> I I will say this: without Tom Rinaldi and without Maria Taylor, it's not like they were the highlights. But like they lose a little bit of the uniqueness that they did have. I kind of like the cutaway situations that they would put David Pollock and Maria Taylor in, in like a secondary set. I will say this, that similar to the, like, I'm not watching hockey all year. I'm not watching baseball all year. I enjoyed the uh, game out on Lake Tahoe or the Winter Classic for hockey, and I enjoyed the Field of Dreams games. I think that if college game day and Big Nude Saturday, like, if they would stop chasing the big game of the week, which makes sense, you, you should be there, but maybe chase, like, the unique story of the week. Like there'll be an Ames next week for uh, Iowa, Iowa state. You don't get to see Ames all that often. It's going to be a night game in Iowa. That's going to be a cool scene. They're going to be going crazy. Like had they been, I don't know. I think Fox was at Wisconsin. So obviously we saw how lit camp Randall was like, I, I feel like that's a better pick than going to Charlotte for Clemson, uh, Georgia. Like whenever Memphis SMU played in Memphis, and they showed that shot of Beale Street just completely packed with people. Like, find those games. Like, big rivalries that are kind of a tier behind that you learn something about it. You're not just watching the same shit over and over. And maybe let one of your members on stage, who probably shouldn't be on stage, just fade into the sunset. Like, send them back home. And then I'll be happy. Wow. I'm not saying delete him. I'm just saying let it go. <laughs> you don't want him executed. executed. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> Can I talk about that comment real quick, first of all? Okay, first of all, Brian Kelly, no one knows who John McKay is except for like a handful of people watching watching last night, right? He's a war hero. I thought he was a Channel 5, like, news guy in Dallas. He was was quoting a a, a coach that no one has heard of. And the quote, the original quote from John McKay 
was just all he said was, yes, I believe in execution because a reporter asked him, how do you feel about the way your team executed or something like that? The rest of it, Brian Kelly's part where he said, so maybe my team should be executed was all Brian Kelly. (laughs) That wasn't part of the original quote. Uh, Secondly, (laughs) a kid died on your watch (laughs) not that long ago. Like, what are you doing? And then he expects everyone to like after that. He was asked about it in the in the post game press conference. He was like, "Oh, he was just like brushing off, like it wasn't a big deal. Maybe it wasn't a huge deal, but it was kind of a kind of a deal there, Brian. Yeah, well, you can't say things it, like that. We talk about college students. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just looking for a little clout with my tweet, but um, and and to be fair, I got a little bit of clout. But I, and really, I was looking for a platform to speak out against the death penalty, which is something. Um, I've been against for a sure. while now, guys. I don't know where you stand. Why don't you both just give me your position? It will be a home run. Sorry, I just uh, stepped all over you there. With, uh, <laughs> Tom Brenneman oh had to gosh. say something there in the middle of your your salient point. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Brian Kelly probably wants that comment back. It's fine. That game that it, it it didn't like take away from the game. That game was like I don't know if we're gonna jump right into that, but like that was a a surprise as somebody who drank. Uh, wine pretty much from about three o'clock onward. I did not have any expectations. I thought I was going to be in bed by eight thirty last night, and that thing kept me up till eleven. That was uh, that was, was awesome. that was fun. Yeah, let's it was do a great that. Game. Let's uh, let's go ahead and work a little bit backwards. We'll start with last night's game, and then we'll get into the actual weekend a little bit here because I think the absolute emotional high that I was left with last night, like, was just. I was volume shooting, and it definitely didn't start that way when I tuned into the game. But, like, the game just kind of took everybody there. And then, you know, everybody was locked in by the fourth quarter on a Sunday night yeah. um, of a game that I thought was supposed to be a Notre Dame blowout. Notre Dame was only favored by seven. That was a Dude, little bit of a surprise. After, after the first two series of the game, or the first two, yeah, um, Florida State had the ball twice, and each drive <laughs> – they netted negative yards. In Notre Dame, they had their All-American tight end running free for a touchdown. And I was like, this game is going to be an absolute blowout. I thought Notre Dame was going to run away with it. Um, Florida State got in the game. Their quarterback, he looks he looks like he should be there one possession, and he looks totally lost in the next one. Not really sure what to make of that guy. Something Travis, I think his name is. Um, and overall, just super entertaining game. But I'm so glad that FSU turned it around and, and kept it close. Um, um but of course, the story is a quarterback at the end of the game who almost, almost was this, like made the story of the year right off the bat in week one. Did either of y'all notice the, uh, like, maybe it's kind of one of those you're you're looking to buy a red car, all you see is red car things, but like the Gronkification of tight ends of white tight ends. Like, I'm surprised we don't see more Travis Kelsey uh, like imitators out there. But like every big bodied white tight end that you see got to be rocking a number 87 now I'm like that is oh, a, I didn't unique, think about that. a unique yeah. number they to, to wear and it's ugly and that dude looks every bit of the part he did drop a third yeah. down pass that was key but that that dude was moving that was a huge drop they called him baby gronk was his nickname i, I don't think, know yeah. if that's something that just uh, the color guys gave him or his I, team but i think he showed up on campus with that nickname but then again it's like you know how many baby shacks did we have until like glenn davis stuck around for a little bit like there were probably three or four just big body dudes who kind of got that same moniker. 
Um, Do you notice he started the game without gloves and he put them on somewhere around like halftime and finished the game with gloves? Wonder if it and was he that dropped drop. that key third. He dropped that key pass late in the game with gloves. Oh, damn. interesting. I don't yeah. think it was raining, but it could have. I mean, it's fucking Tallahassee. Like I'm sure the humidity was ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> that was a cool. Uh, so. Tell me a little bit about the Notre Dame quarterback. So he's a Wisconsin transfer, right? Jack Crone, yes. Mm-hmm. So Jack, yeah. Last Cone. year, Wisconsin season was ridiculous. They had Jack Crone. I don't know if he Cone. just got it's Cone, Cone. right? Yeah, I, I might. Yeah, be there's no R. Okay. Okay. Look, look. Let's just be accurate, KJ. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying to insert the R's where they don't belong here. My bad. Um, Jack Cone. I don't know why he got benched at the beginning of last year, but if you recall, the freshman who did start for Wisconsin went like 19 for 20 to begin their season, and then this guy was to never to be heard from again. Um, I guess that's when they were like, hey, this is our starter, but then what sucked more for Wisconsin is that the Big Ten had like a 20-day or like 14, or they had a ridiculous, uh, if you test positive for COVID, you're out for like essentially two weeks so, like, Wisconsin missed two weeks, and they only ended up playing, like, five games or four games throughout the season. So, this guy hasn't played in two years. Transfers to replace Ian Book. There you go. I was going to say ball. Uh, to replace Ian Book, who'd been, you know, Notre Dame started for a couple years. And by all accounts, was supposed to be that guy. Or maybe it was there last year. Shit, I don't know. But I know when I looked at the Heisman preseason um, numbers – I joked about it on uh, on Twitter, our buddy TC, because he was like, you know, you lay 100 to get 800, you know, negative 800 or whatnot. So I was like, these are pretty solid odds for the starter of a team that was finished in the playoffs last year. It took approximately two drives for Notre Dame for the my Wisconsin friends on Twitter to be like, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. J-Bone was you know, uh, reeling last night. Uh, because obviously they had their own struggles moving the ball, but uh, that was dude. That was all around just a fun quarterback game, and I was ready to, I was ready to uh, call for the head of the the Florida State coach when they went wildcat like on third down oh and on second and third down, and then went for it on fourth and From on their fourth. own thirty. Yeah, early in the game, I was just like, third dude, quarter, yeah. I love aggressive, but I don't know if wildcats the move. And then the wildcat <laughs> ended up working in the second half, but. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It was that was a really, really interesting game plan. And then we got the Mackenzie Milton show, which that was uh, that was that was a lot of fun, man. I was happy for the guy. Can I uh, fangirl a little bit on Kyle Hamilton before he talks to Mackenzie Milton? Like the safety mm-hmm. for Notre Dame, number fourteen. He's the one who made dog. that sideline to talk, made that sideline to sideline interception. I did not realize, and maybe they threw stats up there and I wasn't paying attention that the dude was six four two twenty. All I realized is that when you're like ranging that type, that you're covering that kind of distance and picking the ball off with comfort, and then getting up and talking to your shit on the road, fully deep into the like the home team's bench without a concern about anybody around you, that dude, you know, hey, that's a that's a player. Like I I, I don't know that I've ever seen that sort of. I don't know. I, I, there's no right way to phrase it, but dog is probably the best way to put it. Like, I had to go look at my draft guy. board. He yes. is that guy. I've got I've got he, him somewhere in the top five. He might be playing on Sundays. Yeah, that dude is a freak of nature and uh, and an absolute playmaker. And a key points in the game too. Yep. 
he kind of faded a little. Actually, uh, that's a lie. He didn't really fade in the, towards the later part of the game. They just stopped throwing at him. If you recall, the last yeah. interception that Florida State threw, uh, the shorter one, kind of fading off into the sideline, he's the one who tipped the ball, who broke up the pass that, that got it intercepted yeah. by the other cornerback. And I don't think yep, I noticed that. that the uh, announcers didn't really dial in on that. They were just like, oh, the cornerback never really bit the fig, didn't really leave his man. I'm like, say something about he the fact that, that Kyle Hamilton, again, came from opposite side, covered down on like a shallow uh, out route, and made another play that, that caused a turnover. Like, the guy's the tr- absolute <laughs> truth. Um, but as an American Athletic Conference uh, fan of a team in the AAC, UCF has been, has been, like, the big D in the room until Cincinnati last year. Uh, Memphis, you know, with Mike Norvell is notable as well. But UCF is really the talk of the town uh, over the last five to ten years. Uh, three of those seasons really – Know, come down to the the talent behind Mac Milton or Mackenzie Milton, who I don't know who was calling the game last night, who who just couldn't stop saying catastrophic knee injury. It was uh, Telep, not Telepa. What's oh, his name? oh, 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 uh, Tessator. Yes, yes, Telapia. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tessator just kept describing us had a catastrophic knee injury in 2018. I mean. Um, <laughs> It was catastrophic. His, his surgeon, according to what they were saying, was at the game. He was in such disbelief that this kid was out here playing. He's like, I got to see this for myself. Like the guy who actually fixed his knee was, I couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah, I, no one's ever done this before to my knowledge. So I'm going to go see if this kid's actually going to play. And he did and can move around pretty well. When he took off, he tucked it in a couple of times. I was like, man, please don't do that. Just get rid of the damn ball. But. I, what a story, man. That kid's just got nuts of steel. Big old balls. Aside from looking mm-hmm. like the quarterback from uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie, again, I don't watch the TV show, um, or Too Fast, Too Furious, if you will, uh, I just I, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody like write their own comeback story like this at the college level. Obviously, a lot of this was aided by the fact that he got an extra medical red shirt. COVID hit, so last year didn't count against his eligibility. Like, I don't know if he would have had this opportunity had those things not played in his favor. But, you know, we were in the group text immediately talking about Alex Smith's, you know, return game. And almost like when they were cutting Alex Smith's wife in the crowd, like they kept cutting to his mom who couldn't stop crying Mm -hmm. the entire time. And I'm like... I will physically be ill if somebody takes, you know, a, a shot at his legs or just happens to roll up on him. We have to watch this kid like re-injure himself. Like I was not prepared or wanting to see that at yeah. all. Yeah, I think if I think if that was me, and uh, I'm, I'm obviously no McKenzie Milton, but if I'd suffered an injury like that, I'm absolutely finished with football. There's no, you cannot drag me back out there, man. My God, we've seen you come back from worse. Exactly. I was going to say, if, uh, if you roll out to a local gym and a dunk contest here in the next year or two, uh, you know, I want all of the medical professionals who evaluated your leg injury to be there for that day. <laughs> they, pan o- they pan over to Will and he's crying. <laughs> crying Will face. It's sponsored oh by God. Liquid Death, and there's just a big jar of Liquid Death on the opposite side of the court. Just, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. there you go. Do we know who the starter is for Florida State Nick, going forward? Like, it's not Mackenzie Milton, right? Or did I, I would think they they go back to Travis? 
I was he wasn't great. Obviously, no, he ran no, the ball really I well. I don't think, but he threw those three I mean, picks. Am I crazy in thinking that McKenzie Milton isn't like you can't rely on him week in and week out with that knee? No, Is that crazy? That's absolutely valid. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a lot of confidence in Mike Norvell as a coach. Um, I think, I mean, he's responsible for Brady McFootball's entrance into uh, college ranks. I think he's a, he builds really good teams, and he prepared that team that ran for 265 yards on Notre Dame. Like, I, I, I have a feeling he'll play it well. The scene of him pulling Jamie Travis and Mackenzie Milton together, like all three of them in one moment, like, embracing one another that has a lot to say about Jamie Travis as a player for sure. But yeah, like absolutely the scene of him pulling both of them together, making it clear. Here's what my, here's where my mind's at. Here's what we're doing. We're going to go with him until him, whatever was said. I thought he was going to put Jamie Travis back in and tell him Milton to keep his helmet on. But whatever he said in that moment was probably one of the most defining moments of his college, like coaching career, because whoever starts yeah. next game, you've got to feel, you got to feel like in this day and age of like transfer portals, I don't think the outcome is going to be, okay, I'm out of here by either player. Like, obviously, Milton can't go anywhere. He's yeah. in the seventh year. But I don't think Travis will be that pissed off. I don't think that's the kind of scene we'll see. I mean, it it almost seems irresponsible to trot, to trot Milton out there, like, again next week. And, like, week after week. Like, I don't – that might be not fair to say, but I don't know. I, he, got, he I think you got to protect the kid from, from his own self he, at some point. He, but like he wouldn't be if he wasn't if they didn't think he was durable enough or capable of that he wouldn't be number two on the depth chart at Florida oh, I State. Agree. I agree. I so agree. So it's but but like yeah, watching him, uh, I I don't I don't you know obviously he's hindered his mobility a little bit but yeah I I have the same thought where it's like I don't know if this is your guy going uh, going forward but mm. cool story and I'll uh, I you know what I'm gonna continue to monitor kid. the Florida State situation. <laughs> That's big. I, I can't wait to ask a buddy of mine uh, who was out the, at the game. Um, he opted to go to that game instead of the SMU Abilene Christian uh, game. So whatever, you know, cool decision, bro. But uh, David, do you want to? I, I, I'll I'll sit back because we we both need a new sponsor alert and the uh, big guns here. This is a new. mega sponsor alert. More than just oh. new, it's a mega sponsor alert. Guys, it's DraftKings. Time to fire up your tailgate. The NFL is back. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. How about that, Dylan and KJ? How about it? Uh, I'm so excited about it. We are officially a DraftKings podcast. I'm so excited. And I'm sure on our Thursday live streams when we talk about the upcoming games and who we think is going to win, we're going to talk a lot more about, about DraftKings. So excited to have them on board. So to get a little action on this, you know? You know, it's going to be key because we're in Texas. You know, we're not in Jersey. We're not in Indiana or Pennsylvania. Personally, you know, whether or not we know people who live there, who knows? So DraftKings Sportsbook may not be available in your state. However, uh, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season. They still do their daily fantasy contests, the ones you all know and love. And in week one, 
DraftKings is giving all new customers one free shot at a million dollars for the top prize in those competitions. So nothing adds the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize. So whether you're Here's in one what, of those states with sports books or not, be all in. Here's what we need. We need you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and we need you to use promo code WASHED. That's promo code WASHED to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code WASHED. And get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code WASHED this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum of a $5 deposit and a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's go, girls. Let's get back to those college football. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a drop. Wow. I'm just mad that I didn't keep the, I thought I kept the fiddles on there. TBH. I was really just playing it for the don't, 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 don't. I should have kept it on there. Um, so yeah, we, we, the game last night was too big to not start with there, but Ohio state, Minnesota last Thursday was kind of what I felt like was the full beginning of, you know, big vibes, big football, um, 60 degrees in Minneapolis Thursday night packed house and Minnesota showed up to play. Um, I don't know how much of this y'all caught, but I was watching it really with the same expectation that I had last night when I was kind of hoping that McKenzie Milton would find his way into the game. You can't find a better way than just a helmet falls off. Nobody gets hurt. Just a helmet popped off. Um, but I was also kind of hoping that Quinn Ewers, uh, was going to find his way to get a snap or two for Ohio state. That did not happen. Um, but, so to be know. clear, he is on the roster in suits up four games. Like he's officially a Buckeye. I don't know the correct? depth chart, but he's full blown on the roster. Like he's taking classes, he's enrolled, he's available. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I want to, I want to see what this kid can do as a, what a 17 year old. I, I, this is wild. One point four. Um, I did watch some of this game, and it, this this kind of felt similar uh, to last night's game, where I, Ohio State had a they kind of jumped out, and it seemed like it could be a, a route. Uh, Minnesota hung really tough. Their running back, who unfortunately went down with an injury, I'm, I'm not sure what the injury was. ACL maybe he's out yeah. for the season. That dude was absolutely on one the other day. He played his little ass off. He was. What, 163 yards before he went down? That was the third quarter. He was playing very, very well. And who knows what happens if, if that dude stays in the game and he doesn't get hurt. Um, but, but, yeah, Minnesota played they, – they hung pretty tough with uh, Ohio State. David, what are your thoughts on P.J. Fleck? You a big row-the-boat guy? Love it, man. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's kind of a, a mantra that I've adopted myself. So, thanks for knowing that. I, I feel like he gets the benefit. Like he's no different than Mike Norvell in my mind, like came out of wash or Western Michigan, you know, had success at a smaller program, got a big time, you know, a big program job. Um, not as big as Florida state, but he gets more like ESPN pregame show love than like any like other new coach does. And it's like three seasons in and they're still like randomly playing bits about like, Oh, 
you know, PJ Fleck showed up at a Twins practice the other day, or no, showed up at a Timberwolves practice in a Twins jersey. Didn't say anything to anyone. Watched a little bit and walked out and left. <laughs> just observing. Just is there any any reason in particular you thought that I might be a PJ Fleck guy? I no. don't know if you're trying to insinuate something, but nothing at all. I just figured if anyone was familiar with the background and history of PJ Fleck, it might be you know David Ruff. Yeah, man. Just uh, the Fleck man. <laughs> The flexster. I, I, I get it. I get it. Well, I will say this about Ohio State in terms of the game they had the other night. C.J. Stroud is their starter. Um, I think his stat line was like 349 and four touchdowns. It was something where it was very gaudy by the end of the game. They still have big-time weapons at wide receiver and running back. None of their touchdowns, or I shouldn't say this, all of their touchdowns were of at least 35 yards or longer. 71-yard run, 38-yard pass, 56-yard pass. They had a defensive touchdown, 70-yard pass, and 61-yard run, I believe. Like, all home runs. Minnesota definitely, like, hung around and and kept uh, the drives short. They were actually up at half. But to lose a game like this at home, you know, uh, if Ohio State would have dropped this, it would have been the same bullshit that I saw on ESPN after the Clemson loss. Uh, And it's... Is this the ACC shot at getting at the end of the playoffs? Is it gone because Miami and Clemson lost? And I'm like, that's just trash. And they would have said the same thing about the Big Ten had Minnesota won a game. Um, I don't know. Did you catch any of Mac Brown's? Uh, I did. Nightmare. I did. And, uh, and I, I thought, dude, they, they they need to figure something out because they're gonna kill that man. I've never seen Mac Brown look more sad and despondent, like on the sideline. He he just looked like a man, just void of all like soul and life. He was so beaten down. I didn't catch any of it yeah. live, but the the highlights of his like thousand yard stare were bad. Yeah, I'm obviously a big Mac Mac Brown guy. He uh, he did he did look like his his puppy. He had to put his puppy down or something. It was it was sad scene. One of I think four active coaches with the national championship, like coaching today. Uh, shots to Mac Brown. Um, yeah, I pull for UNC in that. That, that was t- a tough start to their season. Much Love like everybody, Mac Brown though. Much like how everybody at Wisconsin was like, "Yeah, we shouldn't have let Jack Cohn go," um, or he should have been the guy here. Uh, uh, people were ready, like the Sam Howell show. That that hype train came to an immediate and abrupt <laughs> crash. Yeah, he's still I, – I, I don't know how I feel about – like him and Bo Nix, I think, are on the same level for me. Like somebody came in as an absolute true freshman, did well as a freshman, started that whole year, and you know, here we are three years into that, maybe four years for Bo Nix, I'm not sure. But he's like ranked number two as far as potential draft picks, um, not overall, but for quarterbacks next year. You know, I ain't seen it yet. Um, I, I don't have any notes on the, the Fresno State Oregon game, but uh, you know we'll talk maybe some Kayshawn, or I, I'll have to learn his name next week. Thibodeau, Kayvon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. You. I, Thank you. Did he go down? Uh, he got rolled up on, sprained his ankle, but he didn't break or tear anything. So they play Ohio okay. State next week. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. That next kid week. is is unbelievable. I mix it up with unbelievable. Uh, Kayshawn. I think the a, first series he almost decapitated the, their quarterback. He's just a, an absolute freak show. It's it's always fun when we get these like I don't want to say generational but like completely on another playing field like DNs 
Like when yeah. they pop at the college level, it just seems so unfair. Um, yeah, he, I mean, you can, you can be a football novice and watch just one series and the dude just jumps off the screen like, okay, that dude is uh, definitely on a different level than everyone else around him. Well, let's skip through a couple of these. Bama, Miami. I mean, nobody expected Miami to win this. I'm glad that Derek King is back. I assume he played the whole game, but it just wasn't pretty. Bama's still Bama. They were up big before half. Bryce Young, dude. Um, Tulane, OU. This game I was interested in. Yeah, this was one yeah. where, like, yeah. uh, Twitter, you know, I, I had flipped it off, and then Twitter, you know, somebody had a tweet. I don't know if it was the eye emojis or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, what's going on? Or like, or wait, what's happening in Norman? So I <laughs> threw it back on. And um, we had a five-point game. We yeah. had a five-point game and an onside kick. Um, Rattler looked – started out a little shaky. I've been told he rattled, can really maybe. spin it. A little rattled. Thank you, Dylan. Um, yeah. But – uh, yeah, OU, OU seems to uh, – Tulane was game, man. Yeah. That was cool to see. Willie Fritz is a good coach. Yeah. I'm so used to seeing, you know, OU win their season opener. They usually play nobody by, you know, 50, 60 points. So, um, you know, it's one game. I'm not going to say they're overrated yet. But um, Spencer Rattler, while he does have a huge arm and he's very, very talented, he does tend to uh, get a little – a little inaccurate with his throws. He does seem to get a little rattled. I'm not trying to make a pun there, but he does. Hilarious. Um, I'm sure they'll turn it around. That's a good football team with a good coach, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Who's the DC up there now? Remind me who their DC is. I I don't know. It's not a student, so I know that. I know. I I always – Oh, 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 I do know this. It is uh, the guy that was at uh, Washington State. He's been there for a few years. Might have come uh, from Ohio State. Alex Grinch. There you go. There you go. Um, okay. If he was not at Washington State and it was Ohio State, then, you know, whatever. My bad. But I'm pretty sure he was briefly at Ohio, at Washington State. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I pretty much um, – I had uh, penciled in OU in my playoff. I don't know if you, what your playoff, your four looks like, but, you know, OU, I penciled them in. That means I used a pencil, not a pen. So I reserve the right to erase. <laughs> but uh, I, there, there's some big 12 teams that are going to put up a lot of points against them. And I know that's kind of usually the knock on OU, um, more so than not. But just just watching well, that. I'm glad you said that. And to congratulate myself, he was both at Ohio State for a year and then Washington State prior to that. Alex Grinch, that is. Uh, that's that narrative that follows the Big 12 around. Like, I get it if we extrapolate things out to be like, oh, look how many all pro defensive players are from SEC schools. So, therefore, like all of the defense played in the SEC is legitimate. And if there's a low scoring game somewhere else, it's just because offenses are incompetent. Like, all of the follow up from the Clemson UGA game, like, again, I watched the SMU game wire to wire and then went back with full intent to sit down and watch Georgia Clemson. And I went back play by play and just basically did the skip fast forward until you show me something and, and then read through the play by play on ESPN. Like I get it. DJ Ula legally. I'm, I'm butchered up. DJ, you uh, had a terrible game um, through a hundred and had like 130 yards passing. They had a hundred, they had 180 yards total. 
But nothing about that game was just because Georgia's defense was so lights out. The only score was a defensive pick six. But Clemson making the decision to run the ball nine times with the player that was not DJU is what screws this game over up. Like, you've given up no touchdowns defensively. The game was close. The Like, you were within a touchdown the entire game, basically. Uh, and you're running the ball nine times? Like, that made no sense at all. I don't care how bad your line looked, but figure out a way to run the ball. Uh, that That's just flat-out embarrassing because Georgia wasn't much better offensively. JT Daniels was like 22 of 30 with an interception. Like, nothing special. Um, okay, th- this was one game I did not watch. Clemson running backs carried the ball nine times? DJU had an assigned 14 carries for negative 22 yards, but I can't recall if in – NFL and college, they do it differently. So sacks will count as rushes and negative yardage, I think, in college football. But then sacks in the NFL will count as, like, not as rush, but negative passing yards. I'm not sure quite how that goes because I don't think DJU ran the ball, like, in an attempt to run 22 times and was held back for negative many? How many passing attempts did he have? Um, I think it was like – I think it was like eight – like. 13 of 20 something. I don't know. They, not a ton. They just didn't oh have gosh. a lot of snaps. The ball. Yeah. Like, I was shocked when I saw the, the final of this game. Absolutely no offense on either side of the field. I know that the one touchdown was a pick six or fumble mm-hmm. or something. It was a defensive play. So uh weird game. 19 of weird 37. Nineteen thirty-seven. Thank you. Um, That's tough. JT Daniels also not a great game. I mean, Ugly. 22 of 30, but just no offense in this game whatsoever. This is the kind of shit that, like, the Big Ten would get nailed as saying, like, these games are boring, these are terrible. It is a boring and terrible game. Like, yes, the defenses are great, and it's the first half or first game and the first half of it. I get it. Both of these teams have enough athletes for you to scheme up some successful plays here and there. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not going to go back and, like, sit here and comb through a game just to end up with a bunch of, like, five and outs, six and outs, and be like, oh, geez, just lights out defense. Yes. There's yeah. going to be probably Clemson. 10 first and second round draft picks in this game alone, but it's bad football. Yeah. Clemson falls to probably 12th, somewhere around there. I don't know. If they do, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with both ruling Clemson out and like crowning Georgia as like the best defense of all time off this one game, just because, right. again, it's a seven point game in the first game of the year. Like the reason he started getting scheduled is because way back when like Ohio State did it. Like they've the playoffs basically give people uh, freedom to lose that game. Um, yeah. Real quick, I do want to run through uh, Texas Tech came back and won. Nobody cares. Uh, we're through oh, LSU. You can't say that. They're going to get mad. <laughs> they were down 21 7 at half. They came back and blew out Houston in the second half. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> UCLA LSU was the other game that was really, really fun this weekend. Chip Kelly. I have found it. Might have found it. Because LSU was dog shit. They couldn't stop the run. Like, couldn't stop the pass. They got punked. I, I said Kayshawn earlier when talking about Thibodeau because LSU has one guy, aside from Brad Johnson's son at quarterback, they have Kayshawn Butte uh, at wide receiver, and he's the truth. But everything else, UCLA punked them. I, I haven't wow. seen a – when's the last time – an SEC team, like a, a mid to top tier SEC team, gets punked by like on the West Coast like that. Like that was just, I mean, they they looked 
they didn't look ready to play. They didn't look – they looked like they gave up in the fourth. Like, they were – that was bad. For Man, the first I'm game of the season – I'm still upset that Texas at LSU 2020 had to be called off, man. Mm. That's so It would have been the year to catch them for sure. <laughs> I, exactly. Not only is it a game in Baton Rouge for Texas, but they were pretty terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. That could have saved is... uh, whatchamacallit's job. <laughs> yeah. How much of this is UCLA? Yeah. UCLA played uh, the week prior. They played right? Hawaii. So, so yeah. you had a team that, I mean, that I don't – I don't know what the next gen stats say about a team that's uh, got one under their belt coming in and playing a team in their first game, but like at home also. So it's a road game for that team's first game. But so glad you said this. Two examples, because my excuse for them was that uh, LSU, obviously, in Baton Rouge, we all know Louisiana went through some shit last week and still recovering from Hurricane Ida. So my excuse was that uh, Exhibit A, Tulane. Or exhibit B, Rutgers, who put up 61 on somebody and, like, by all accounts was just operating like a well-oiled machine. New Jersey got, you know, hammered too. That wasn't a good enough excuse. Uh, As far as teams that played the prior week, the one other game that we did pay attention to was Nebraska and Illinois. Nebraska turned it around against Fordham, I believe it was. Illinois went down and played UTSA, uh, University of Texas San Antonio, and got stomped. So... You're you're playing, you know, essentially punching down a Big Ten team versus a Sun Belt team? Question mark. And you know you're getting embarrassed. So UTSA is a good program. Like that's 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 a well that's a well organized program. They usually uh, fare pretty well. I know that they're the uh, they're the rival to the uh, the Bobcats currently. They've put some teams in the uh, or put some players in the NFL. uh, First round draft pick by the Saints a couple years ago was out of UTSA. Um, I think that's all I have on college football, unless y'all want to hit anything else. Oh, Kiffin is out with COVID tonight. Um, Ole Miss still favored by eight and a half. They're playing Louisville. Um, yeah, I'll have it on in the background. Man, it's so good to have football back, isn't it? It's great. Couldn't get here soon enough. Weekend. That was a fun weekend, man. It finally got here. I am going to speed through these two things, and then I want to turn it over to whoever can explain to me why the hell Patrick Cantlay is so rich right after. But did either of you suffer through this, which is going to sound very... I didn't put it on here. Um, Did either of you suffer through Bubba Watson rapping live today at whatever the hell Solheim is? Solheim, baby. And I think I'm glad I missed it. Oh yeah, I have not heard this. Mm, I'm failing everybody, but I I, I might be able to play it. Uh, we'll so we'll Bubba, circle back to it. Give me, me a quick second. What's Solheim? I'll speak on Bubba, but yeah, Solheim Cup is essentially the uh, the ladies' Ryder Cup. Oh, so okay. Yeah, it was it, and, and I'll be honest. I had I had it on yesterday um, at the house. I I got home and watched the end of it today. Um, it's it's this you know it's it's they got the same energy. Bubba was there. Bubba's had quite the the transformation. He was kind of uh, everybody was out on Bubba for a while just because of you know perceived he was perceived to be a dickhead and you know mm-hmm. how he treated his caddy and but then it, you know he opens up and he says look I deal with a lot of things a lot of mental health issues and and he's kind of had a, a glow up over the last year where people are like oh Bubba's like a good dude 
Um, you just got to like really understand what he's got going on. But anyway, he supports the women's game quite a bit. He was there kind of being a hype man for Team USA. But uh, he was great. I did not – I know I have – I have not heard uh, what, I, what I believe are to be bars, but uh, I almost don't want Again, to. This audio is going to be, yeah, this audio is going to be a little bit murky. And I pulled this from uh, shout out to the guys that know laying out. I pulled this from their live shot. Cause I don't want to get DMCA over playing some Christian rap, but here's what Bubba did live uh, at Solheim. <laughs> Again, that is very hard to hear. I understand, but I couldn't hear him at all. All that you're hearing is, is Bubba and it's hard to like identify because your brain's not like, Oh wait, I'm waiting on the bad part. Bubba kind of sound good. Here you go. I mean, he's got, (laughs) I'll send you all the song after, but it was okay. He's got some musical chops, you know. He was a part of that that uh, group. What are they called? The Golf Boys, man. He he uh, he had some bars on that one, I think. (laughs) Golf Boys. How much money do you think Ricky Fowler's made off the Golf Boys fame? Man, shout (laughs) out, (laughs) shout out, Hunter Mahan. Um, McKinney's own. My other note, real quick. Uh, we did get news last week, and this should have been a sports party thing, but whatever. It's all golf here. PGA, Netflix announcing that they're going to do a drive to survive type show. I yeah. believe they stole this um, idea off this podcast directly from yours truly, but uh, nevertheless, are y'all in or not? I'm so in on it. I, I've always thought that the behind the scenes stuff of golf has got to be super interesting. All the traveling these guys do together. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm so absolutely in. I think it's gonna be great. There are there are some there are enough dynamic personalities too in golf, and just people just curious about what goes on, like when they're not actually at the tournaments. I think it's gonna be pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I I'm gonna give it a chance. Um, I don't have super high expectations for it, just because. Um, the tour and golfers in general tend to be very guarded with like. Like Spieth, for example, was like the most vanilla post, nothing but sponsored post to a social media guy. And he's one of the best in the world. And he's still like one of my favorite players. So I don't really have high expectations for it, but I will watch it. Uh, I just feel like the Euros get it better, get it done better with Drive to Survive. They're, they're so open with it. I cannot imagine they'll get that kind of access and we'll get like any yeah. of the drama. Like I want to know, I want DJ Brooks drama. I want, I want. Bryson Brooks drama. Like, I don't know how much of that we're going to get, but I'm going yeah, to watch. It'll be fun if they, if they cover the superstars, of course, but I think it'd also be fun if they touched on like people who are trying to keep their cards. Yes. Like I want HV three cool. to be featured on this. I want, uh, I got to finish 30 if they're better this next tournament to keep my card. Exactly. That, that stuff could be interesting if they touch on it. They probably won't, but I want to see the guy who's booking his own travel, like, cause he's been on the corn Ferry tour. Like, and it's just, you know, yeah. uh, Duncanville zone, like give me the pillars, you know, like some of those random one-off stories or just sh- start. Like if it was, if it's hard knocks, here's how they begin the show. It's one of two things. Either you're just seeing items being taken off of a counter and put into a blender. And then, you know, it's, it's Bryson or Brooks is like protein shake to start the day. And they're just tallying up the calories on the side. Or it's just a close-up shot 
of a beard being shaven, they zoom out and there's no chin there because it's DJ's beard, like just gone for the first time. And they're like, <laughs> and then Paulina walks through the hall in the background. Boom. Show starts. I don't yeah. know. They need to hire me. Could be good. If they do it right, it could be good. The fuck happened. And why is Patrick Cantley so rich? This is not like all year long. I don't hear Patrick Cantley's name. I know he's good. I know he's highly ranked. I'm not saying this in an, as an absolute, but if you're to tell me that the person who made the most money from golf this entire year is Patrick Cantlay, I'm asking why. <laughs> uh, because he won the FedEx Cup? Yes. Like, <laughs> That's all the FedEx Cup is. It's You win $15 yeah, it's million. Dollars. It's them, a cash grab. It's, it's the season long. Like what, yeah, it's what all, all, your, all your points go toward the FedEx Cup, and it's, uh, it's basically the championship. So yeah, him, it's him the, winning it's the, the tour? It's the culmination of the playoffs. Okay. But I feel like, did he win the tour champ? He won the tour championship and the FedEx Cup. Are those two separate things or one thing? You can you can win the tour championship and not win the FedEx Cup. Think like when Tiger won uh, a couple years ago. He won the actual tour championship, but Justin Rose ended up winning the FedEx Cup just because they come in and it's it's staggered. So um, coming off of last week when you had Cantlay and Bryson, mm-hmm. um, they came in and Cantlay started at sixteen under. Bryson started at 15 under and then, you know, so on and so on. So they start there. He starts with the advantage. Um, so, but depending on what point, you know, it, he could have, he could have finished second and probably still won depending on who actually would have won the tour championship. It's, it is definitely confusing to the casual golf fan. Yeah. And that's a lot of the criticism around it. And the fact that like, I heard uh, Daniel Berger saying that like, he considers, considers it to be just as good as a major, or like just you know, and, and I'm like, uh, I don't. I feel like most people don't really believe that it is. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's cool to win 15 million dollars, but like most of these the guys that you know you see that make it this far, they're already doing really really well financially. So to me, that doesn't do a lot. Well, that's exactly what my concern was. I'm like, why is this not given the amount of cachet that the majors get? Is it because of the decorum or like the prestige of the courses or some other? BS marketing ploy. If you're pumping 15 million in, cut that back to like 10 million and like throw five at that others. Like, I, I just don't understand like why more of my attention wouldn't be given to it. I know why I'm not watching, but like, I feel like it's a misstep by the PGA to play this out this way. I don't know. They try. I mean, they, 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 you know, every, every tournament leading like uh, of this season, they show you the FedEx standings, the, mm-hmm. the point who's got the points. And for me, it's just the fact that it's called the FedEx Cup, where I'm like, that I, I can't yet. Corporate Dave doesn't support that. I'm just, I'm like, it's the FedEx Cup. It's just, it doesn't sound prestigious to me. It just sounds like uh, okay. everybody's getting paid, and that's all it is. Let's make it the Woods Cup delivered by FedEx. Yes, I see. That's, that's 10 times better. Like, find somebody, wow. you know, AJ. recently, you know. You know, they'll find, find somebody notable to name it after and then go that route. Uh, two other things. We got the Brooksy fine established last week. I don't want to go down that whole argument. We can save that for another day. But it's probably not ironic that a fucking fan snatched Bryson's ball after, like, a bad stroke or whatever. Like, I'm glad they're doing something to cut back on it because golf fans, again, are the fucking worst. Um, and then Brooks exited stage left. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Let's 
speed through this sports party. I knew we were going to be long. We're not super, super long. We're at 107, so let me pull this up. We're okay. We're all right. We, we, we've done longer. How about that? Ben, how loud is my son in the background? That's the question. Louder I, in your I head. Can we hear can't him, really hear him. But it's not distracting. Okay. We're, we're good. We're good. Sports party. Story I threw in the group chat the other day and did not realize how fucking crazy it was. World Cup qualifier, uh, Brazil versus Argentina, uh, played in Brazil. Brazilian, this is probably out of F, there you go. Brazilian um, health officials entered the field at four minutes after basically the match had started and essentially said four players could not play. Like they had to leave. Like this is essentially the John Rom situation, but happening in soccer during a World Cup qualifier. And pissing everybody off, like shoving matches, you know, occurred. Lionel Messi's out there, like, what's going on? I'm not going to do an Argentinian accent, David. I know you told me to just go ahead and break that one out. People are looking for my Lionel. I did not. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, Brazil has a ban on anyone traveling from the UK, South Africa, Northern Ireland, or India. I think Argentina knew what they were doing because they stopped in uh, Venezuela before coming to Sao Paulo, uh, and. Did not disclose it. In fact, the players lied and said that they previously, you know, that they'd been out of the UK for 14 days. Uh, the health officials checked their passports. Turned out that they were lying. Um, but even Brazilian, like, politicians were like, yeah, you could have stopped this before the game and or just deported them after the game. So just a wild scene. I don't know. Seems like it was yeah. handled poorly by a lot of people. Yeah. Seemingly, they wanted to flex authority in, on a on the biggest stage possible. It was very strange, a very weird scene. Nice, nice people on both sides, though. I was gonna say, can you see uh, Fauci like you know rolling out mid World Series, and the Justin Turner situation from last year happens, and he like rolls out there with a glove, <laughs> catches a catches a pitch. I was like, no, 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 no. He's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> Please, I need more. I need Turner. more Fauci interfering in sports. <laughs> What uh, happened? Did the game resume? No, no. They called the game because people were so pissed off and it was so disrupted because I don't know if they had four replacements for these players because all four of these players play in the Premier League. So presumably are all talented and meaningful f- for the game. But if I'm Argentina, like maybe this is what I wanted to happen, that the game got disrupted and has to be rescheduled because then we don't have to play without these four guys. I don't know. Yeah. But I know yeah. it did not continue. A um, little bit of uh, F1. Any of y'all watch any of that uh, this weekend? The Dutch Grand oh, yeah. Prix? I did not. I did not watch it. I was all in on football and football only this weekend, unfortunately. But I saw V-Step took it home. Yeah. I made my dad watch F1 for the first time, and he uh, he didn't really care. He looked at his phone more <laughs> than the uh, TV, but that's okay. He didn't watch Drive to Survive. I told him he needs to get in on it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the route you've got to go. But uh, a little bit of breaking news there from today. Valtteri Bottas, as expected. Leaving Mercedes will be driving for Alfa Romeo, Romeo next year. Good. Okay. Riddance. <laughs> Man, the, the legend grows stronger by the day. The guy is just an absolute animal. Let's go. I, I, I want nothing of him. Uh, Shohei Otani. This, on the other hand, I want more of. Threw 117 pitches against the Rangers. Next night went out, hit his 43rd home run. Just, and he I, hit it 800 feet. 
Because I was in a Duncanville, I got to actually watch a Ranger game. Um, and you know what? I picked the right time to go home because he is I got to I got to watch him pitch, I got to watch him hit. And um I'm really sad I didn't go up to the ballpark when they were in in, in Arlington because the dude is just must see TV. And it I hate I hate that I'm not more in on baseball, but I tried to get are. us I tried to get us tickets to go see the Angels and Rangers. Turns out they were playing in Los Angeles. <laughs> there. <laughs> hate to see it. Uh, I'm going to act like I know deep sets here, but I was blown away by this. I know what it means when we talk about like per 36 and basketball or whatnot, but Otani's per 162. So his season long average, if he were to stretch out the games that he's had, the 18 used for this sample uh, on the nights after pitching this year, because we had the question at the beginning of the season, like would he be hitting the following day? Not only would he, but he would have been, he would have hit 81 home runs and 171 RBIs and had a, <laughs> over a thousand uh, ops. Like the dude is a monster. And like the fact that I can't watch enough of his games because of the Bally situation, YouTube TV just drives me insane, insane. But you know, David, congratulations. You guys put another player in the NBA. I'm sorry. The NFL. Oh, baby. Dude, I, I, I had no idea this was – I knew this was talked about, but my man, Baylor's own national champion, Mark Vidal, uh, if you watched if you watched any of the uh, March Madness stuff, you'll know that he is the, the thick power forward who was the glue of the team, um, a beast on the boards. Not uh, Unfortunately, not quite big enough at his position to uh, – he doesn't have the skill set for uh, an NBA career. But, yeah, Watt is now uh, on the practice squad of the Seahawks as a tight end, following in the footsteps of former Baylor great Rico Gathers. Um, how's, how's he doing? Hopefully he has, <laughs> I don't know. Great question. But hopefully he has more success because he is, by all accounts, a good dude. Uh, seemed like He seemed like he was on that Baylor team for like seven years. Um, but I'm happy for him, man. It's a cool story. And... Uh... The fact that we caught the Bishop Sycamore story on essentially like day one or the first eight hours of it breaking last week, it makes it feel like that story is a month old. Like Bishop Bishop Sycamore, if you didn't hear us last week, you probably saw it elsewhere, but a high school that did not exist, played the biggest high school in the country on on ESPN, got embarrassed, followed up by not playing Duncanville this past weekend. Um, because Duncanville canceled the game, fired their coach last year, last week, and just things have just become a shit show. This has to be a movie, right? Kevin Hart's already bought the rights. Are you serious? I swear to God, his production company has the rights, so oh. you will be seeing this movie in the next two years. This thing is already going the way of Tiger King, where it had about it was faster than Tiger King. This was about yeah. seventy-two hours of like more stuff coming out and Twitter jokes, and now it's done. Now it's just, it's like, I don't want to hear anything about it. I want it to be like 30 for 30 style though. I want them to like really get into like the origin of the team and, and where's it going to be like a acted motion picture type thing? What's going on? You're going to get the rock as the head coach of IMG Academy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know what? I'm in on that too. You're going to have Snoop as like the starting quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad that it's that it's uh, Kevin Hart. I, I've, I've got to say, I'm like, if you would have said Jamie Foxx or I don't know, name any other Tyler Perry, 
maybe even Tyler Perry, except for it would have turned into like a 10 part <laughs> series. Like this is going to be an episode on some like uh, freeform television show soon. Um, it's just bizarre. Everybody I shared the story with who hadn't heard about it. Like I could not overstate the just insanity of it. Anyways, let's get out of here. We're running long. That's been a long sports party. Yeah, let's run it back. We got music for this one. There you go. Here we go. Ooh. All right. All right. It is time to run it back, which is the segment during which we talked about what we already talked about. All meat picks welcome and meat smokers only on the Grom, even Lincoln Riley's. Kai got into one on the boulevard and pulled his first TFM by tailgating and not attending the game. Love it. KJ will not, unfortunately, see UNT. Okay, okay. I see what you did there. Dave will continue to monitor the FSU quarterback situation. I see someone added one down there. I'll get to it here in a minute. Uh, Dave pencils OU into his playoff bracket, but reserves the right to erase that, seeing as how it's in pencil. That's right. Dylan, Number two pencil. Uh, apparently, Dylan is mad horny, yo. <laughs> what the hell that? Who wrote that one? What is that? Uh, it would be cool <laughs> to win. It would be cool to win fifteen million dollars. Very cool. And lastly, don't forget download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code WASHED to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. Well done. Please. Well done. Please do it. I am, pl- I am imploring you, the listeners, to do good. it. Make will, us look uh, good for our kings, our draft kings. I'll add That's this right. note as well because, uh, as we mentioned earlier, only available in some states in terms of sportsbook side right now. But uh, it is very clear, especially here in the state of Texas, the Jones family, quite wealthy, quite powerful. They're fully behind making sports betting of this kind a thing in the not-too-distant future, like very, very soon. So get on top of it. Get your game good. Play the daily fantasy sports because that's what we'll be talking through next week. Um, I will have an Indiana plug for us on the sports book side, announcing where some of our interests may lay. And, uh, you know, dive in with us. KJ, Dylan, Proclamation. If you prove to me that you sign up and you use our promo code and you send it to me or any of us, I will respond back with a personalized video message that may or may not be funny. It will very likely be uncomfortable and awkward, but I will respond nonetheless. Wow. I might, I might sign up just for that and send, it, send you my, my proof. I'll send you, I'll send you a video. I've sent you videos before. Go yeah, you back. have. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, folks. Well done. Until Wednesday night at 6.30 on YouTube.com slash Wash Media. That's all we got. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight.